Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 173 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we conclude um, this week's study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. I say this week's Come Follow Me materials, we are in Season 4, Episode 173. Um, and so we are in, in the right order still, but we are a little bit of a day late. Uh, so I'll still be aiming to do a Monday episode today as well. Uh, but this is um, the episode to conclude last week's Come Follow Me materials. We still wanted to do that. I still wanted to do that because um, there's still a, quite a bit more to cover in First Kings. Chapter 8, first of all, the dedicatory prayer of the uh, the new temple that was built in Jerusalem, also known as Solomon's Temple. But then, of course, we need to make reference in chapter 11 to Solomon's choices that were not so good as well. Uh, so we'll be as quick as we can with this, but also get some of the key messages from it. Um, so in chapter 8, um, the temple is built and Solomon gives uh, a blessing on the temple or a dedicatory prayer as we know it today. Um, and he shows gratitude to the Lord that as David, his father, had asked that they would be able to build a permanent house for the Lord and that uh, David's son would do it and that he is the one that's been able and been blessed to do that. Uh, and then he turns and gives a blessing um, from the Lord or, or, or gives a prayer, I should say, to the Lord that the presence, that his presence would be in this temple. Uh, and he starts by saying, Lord God of Israel, in verse 23, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepest covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart. Again, you know, one of the greatest things that I've learned from our study of the Old Testament as we kind of reach the midpoint um, halfway through the year here is that there is so much spoken about mercy uh, about the, the God of the Old Testament. Very often when we think about the the God of the Old Testament, we think of um, an angry, warfaring um, God focused on justice. But actually, he is the same God that we see in the New Testament, in the Book of Mormon, in the Doctrine and Covenants. Um, a God of love and of mercy, um, who is always there and ready to listen uh, to, to whoever reaches out uh, to him. Um, and I just love how that um, attribute of mercy is always emphasised by those who follow him uh, in in, the, in this uh, book, or or in the Old Testament, I should say. Um, <clears throat> so the, the Lord is with them, uh, and he prays that he may continue to be with them. He says in verse 25, Therefore, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David my father that thou promised him, saying, there shall not fail thee a man in thy, my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed to their way that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. So clearly at this point, you know, Israel is in a good stage, a good state, I should say, following a king that is focused on the Lord, who uh, desires to have the, the Lord uh, guide them and to protect them. Um, in verse 29, uh, I like this, it says that thine eyes may be open toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which thou hast said, my name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place. Um, so this is asking the Lord to hear Solomon, to listen to the words that he is saying, that his eyes, the Lord's eyes may be upon this house night and day, that it shall be a place that his presence shall always be felt. Um, and 
we are often, it's, it's interesting, this dedicatory prayer, because we're often asked to, to think about how we hear the Lord, that we may hear him. But in this prayer, Solomon is asking the Lord to hear them, um, which, of course, we do when we go to the temple. We seek to have the Lord hear us uh, and to accept our sac- sacrifice and to um, make that those covenants with us. And so this is mirroring this uh, in this first permanent temple, uh, which I think is quite a significant moment. I want to um, skip ahead a bit um, and go to... Um, verse 56 even and he says blessed be the lord that have given rest unto his people israel according to all that he promised there have not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of moses his servant the lord our god be with us as he was with our fathers let him not leave us nor forsake us um and i think that there's a couple of things here firstly that the lord never fails in his word that he always keeps his promises. Um, we can have faith in him because we know that he will fulfill his promises. And any forsaking that happens is a result of our moving away from him, from the blessings that he has promised us. Um, Elder Dietrich Fuchdorf taught, quote, We know that God keeps his promises. We need to fulfill our part to receive his blessings. The prophet Joseph Smith taught that when we obtain any blessing from God, it is by obedience to that law upon which it is predicated. Close quote. The word of God is always fulfilled um, and he is constant and consistent with us. Now, um, there is so many more wonderful, great things uh, that are said uh, in this dedicatory prayer. Um, Along with um, this, where in verse 59, he says, And let these my words, wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our God, day and night, that he maintain the cause of his servants and the cause of his people Israel at all times as the matter shall require. So again, um, just Solomon pleading with the Lord that um, Israel will be able to have their their causes upheld by him, that he'll be with them day and night, um, and that they have responsibility to do that and to invite his um, guidance or promise with them. Um, but they need to obviously do their part. Now, obviously, um, that is all wonderful. And if the story ended there, then that would be fantastic. But unfortunately, as time goes on, we see that Solomon is not consistent in the ways of the Lord. In fact, he turns away from him. Uh, in verse 1, um, it says, But King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonites, and Hittites. Um and in verse 2, we see why this is such a problem. Um, we know that the fact that there was a plurality of wives here was not necessarily the, the, the major problem uh, because Solomon was permitted to do so. But in verse 2, it says, of, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, you shall not go into them, neither shall they come into, unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. So we see that the problem was was that Solomon's heart was turned away and it was more to be focused on alliances which helped him to build up stature and power and wealth and, and popularity in the nations around about. Um, so instead of, again, trusting on the Lord and asking him to strengthen and uphold his kingdom, uh, Solomon focused on alliances with nations and other women uh, to do this, which 
was a problem. In verse 9 it says, The Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. So the Lord had appeared unto Solomon twice, uh, which is something that is a bit of a jump or a surprise to us. And yet uh, Solomon turns his heart away from him. Uh, and therefore he is left to his own strength. Now, obviously he has got a lot of wealth and power and, and may well have ended out having a good life, but he didn't have the, the blessings of the Lord with him. Elder Joseph B. Werflin taught, quote, the natural consequence that comes to those who depart from the way of the Lord is that they are left to their own strength. While in the heat of our success, we might assume that our own strength is sufficient. Those who rely on upon the arm of the flesh soon discover how weak and, un and unreliable it truly is. Um, even after heavenly visitations, even after receiving blessings above all men, Solomon turned away from the Lord. Because of this, the Lord decreed that the kingdom would be torn from him and given to his servant. Close quote. Uh, so, yeah, we see and we start to see the impact that both David and Solomon's choices and uh, the way they lead as king of Israel uh, leads to disruption um, in, in this kingdom, that it was united under um, David and Solomon, but um, that there would be a splitting up of this kingdom because of uh, the choices of these individuals, and therefore I imagine the choices of the kingdom as well. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do join us uh, as we have our Monday episode, uh, and then as we begin our study of this week's uh, Come Follow Me studies tomorrow. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.